0: Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and as you can hear from the lack of theme tune, uh, things are slightly different because we're all in our own Egg Chasers TMO shipping container. Uh, I'm Tim, what? there's JB. Hello Tim. In Manchester? Yeah, yeah Manchester. <laughs> and, Phil <laughs> in is, and, and Phil is up the road in sale.
1: Hello uh, you know, Phil. Hello. Very good. Thank you. Merry Christmas, gents. Seasons greetings.
0: Indeed, indeed. How much stuff did you have to bring back home, JB? Uh,
2: (laughs) How much did I have to bring back home? Yeah. So the answer is, I might. They might have five hundred pounds worth of just utter dross, utter plastic. (laughs) Like my daughter has got something like three or four new dolls. I can guarantee every one of them is going to end up in landfill. And I saying this to my mum, like, we're doing this all wrong, aren't we? Like, our children, and I guess your children are the same, are so spoiled. They're so hooked on, basically, the granulated white sugar of life. that when it comes to Christmas, they just don't care. It just doesn't mean anything to them. They're so spoiled all the time that it just means nothing. Just more plastic stuff over and over again. So I say to my mum, next Christmas, we need to maybe build some hardship into them. Maybe go and feed the homeless first or go to a soup kitchen or something like that. Something in the lead up. So when they do actually have their, their presents, they're gonna be semi grateful. That's a good idea. I just genuinely go and do some
1: good to counterbalance everything else.
0: That exact sentiment and, and sort of thinking, My God, my kids are are so lucky. And I hope that they're grateful. That's what prompted me to make that video, which ended up becoming a viral video, which is which pay which has paid for a bunch of
2: their Christmas presents over the years. <laughs> <laughs> every year, you release the same video again to pay pay for their Christmas. Well, it, it's, <laughs> so wouldn't they so grateful? The YouTube video got
0: licensed by a company in America, and they send me they send us a check every year. Do they
2: really? Yeah, because
0: like TV, um, it's been on TV programs, and it gets licensed by a company for their. For their summer feel-good advert that they want to run on the internet, so we yeah, so it, it like it pays for a chunk of the kids' Christmas presents every year. So anyway, awesome.
2: that's what that's just that's just what happens when you have nice, grateful kids. Tim, they're such a rarity nowadays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Can, can I tell you a story about Christmas cheer? Yes. Something yeah. which happened to me today, which is yes, utterly bizarre. So, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes on Christmas I get a little bit like a bit. A bit introspective, because of course, you know, you do think about Christmas and people that aren't usually around here, and you know, people have passed away and whatnot, and you think, yeah, you know, it would be nice if they were here. So, I went for a walk somewhere, and as I was walking, a guy said hello to me, and this guy is my old PE teacher. Now, the funny thing about this was, I was convinced he was dead. <laughs> like, I was so convinced that he was dead, that when he, when he said hello, I had to, I had to stop and I had a good, good minute conversation with him. And I was still happy to see him. I had to stop myself throughout the whole conversation saying, Sir, I'm so happy you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you still called. Did you call him Sir? Uh, yeah. yeah yes, or sir, Mr. Sir. whoever it was. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. So. <laughs> Yes, and also, like, I walked away from that, I was like, is the Matrix broken? I'm sure. I've been told by multiple people that he's dead, but no, he's very much alive, and I'm delighted. By that. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. He has yes. risen,
1: or something like that. Is it, it could be the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Actually coming back to... was he? Did he have, like, a warning for you, Jay? <laughs> or a message?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's... He that, no, that, that,
2: doesn't, like... Be warned, those who, those who supported Brexit will have a horrible future and then <laughs> vanished off. <laughs>
0: you know Do you know, that is one thing that's happened. I know we'll get on to rugby sh- soon, but I'm so glad we can stop talking about Brexit now. Oh, oh my God. relief! Oh, Rorally. thank it's goodness. Golden. And f- with, you know, with the Oxford vaccine about to be, well, it, I think it has already been um, signed off about to roll into mass production and into people's bodies.
1: What are we going to talk about in a few months' time? <laughs> Rugby! Rugby! Sport. Yeah. yeah, no more cancelled games, just back to normal. Well, hey,
0: hey. the AJ Bell had the biggest attendance it's ever had today. <laughs> How many was that, Tim? Thanks to the um, drive-in pantomime that was happening <laughs> at the same time.
2: <laughs> that wasn't the only pantomime going on.
0: Hey! Oh, but come on! The only place we should start because you you've just said about Christmas cheer, and you know I I hope you had a, a wonderful time with your families. But Phil, I mean, it's bittersweet. You had the a lovely time with your family, and then Marcel Kortsee,
1: oh, devastating news for any any Ulsterman. T- terrible, terrible news. Twenty uh, nine year old Marcel Kortsee, who we have. He'd been been at the club for four years and he arrived with a very, very serious knee injury um, or certainly very shortly after he arrived that took nearly two of those four years for him to fully get over it. And he finally got over it and got back to playing some of his best rugby. And, and some of his best rugby is one of the best number eights in the world. He's a sensational player. And then, uh, disappointingly, um, and seemingly because the Blue Bulls wanted to do a Christmas announcement, it has been confirmed that he is leaving Ulster uh, at the end of this season how to go you? back to the Blue Bulls. Uh, sorry, uh, back to the Blue Bulls. Back to South Africa. He was previously a
2: Sharks. and he's going back to Pretoria. Um, how old is he? 29. 29. So, Big deal. You know, things things end. By the time he goes, he'll, um, he'll, he'll probably be 30. And I guess this is Lions-related, is it? He wants to have a shot at the Lions. Possibly, but I'm not sure the timing works, actually. No, I'm not sure it does. That
0: doesn't really make any difference as well, because if that were the case, then Sale would be short a whole team and various other other players would be heading back. So I don't think that's relevant in this this case.
2: Well, that's exactly... That's what I heard. I heard the reason he was signing is to have a shot at the, shot at the Lions, I completely get why he wants well,
0: to Well, possibly. He's off the radar, so maybe he wants to be right there in, uh, in Razzie Erasmus's uh, lap a little bit. But um, it, it's interesting what John Petrie, the CEO at Ulster, clearly, according to his statements, this is not something Ulster wanted. It's not something Ulster are happy about, and the move has actually been forced whilst Kurt is in contract. Well,
1: yes. Yeah, so this is a, a break in the contract um like a, a, a shortened contract effectively yeah um
2: i mean do you think it is money i don't think it doesn't No, sound like money.
0: no he no. made it very clear it wasn't a financial thing so yeah so this is one of the this, you don't get this very often in rugby where a, a club are left having to say well if a player doesn't want to stay w- there's no point in keeping him which doesn't happen most of the time yeah contracts end, players move. This is one of those times where club doesn't want to let him go, player wants to go, player goes, which is quite a football uh, arrangement.
2: It is, but i tell you another thing about that, is if you have a really talented player and you're pay, paying him like he's a big player, no, no doubt Kurt's serious, um, if he doesn't want to be there, he's no longer a big player. I mean, I'm sure some lads can be ultra-professional about it, but why, but why bother? You know, let him go. And from his point of view... I have heard some um, some other stuff like they're not very... Uh, some people in South Africa are not particularly happy that Ulster have said, you know, that they didn't want him to go or it's disres- or there's some uh, implied disrespect. I can't think of anything more respectful than to say, look, we're letting him go, but we really want him to stay. I mean, I think it's, you know, it, it, it's not ideal for Ulster, but from his point of view, uh, I think it's quite the compliment that they, they've come out in the press and say, yeah, we we really want you to stay. But it's not, it, it, it's not the case. And if it's not for many, it's got to be something else, has not it, either you know uh, professional ambition as i mentioned before the lions or maybe just wants to go home and that's fine too.
1: yeah but it is it's disappointing because he's such a talented player we we've not seen the best of him for the full period of time he could have been playing for ulster yeah. um but kind of flipping that on its head um it's ulster have got a track record of um having these Kind of big foreign investment players in key positions, like with um, well, Kursia, like with um, Ruben Pina. Ruben Pina is a great one. Sir Nick Charles, Williams. Sir Charles, Nick Williams. Yet yeah. those kind of big key players, either controlling positions or um, like big ball carrier number eight um, type players, who there are they are few and far between. Those big, powerful, explosive ball carriers like Kursia is class. He is
2: against um, South Africa.
1: I, I think if Dwayne Vermeulen, I know Dwayne Vermeulen is still playing, but I think, I mean, Dwayne Vermeulen is, what, 34 or 35 now? Yeah. I, I think, I think, courtesy and now he's all properly over his knee injury, he will have a proper crack.
0: Yeah, I agree so, with that. If he was English, if he was English and fit, he would be pushing Billy Van for a number eight spot.
2: If he's English and fit, it would be Don Armand. <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwean. Uh, sorry, sorry, of course. <laughs> or Dave, he was. Yeah, Zimbabwean. In, yeah. in,
0: in terms of news, is there anything else particularly? I mean, it's it's not a time when stories are broken at the minute, is it?
2: No, well, I mean there was two games cancelled because of COVID. Does that count as a story? I, I, <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess it does. I, I mean, and interesting that, and you would have thought that maybe Premiership Rugby would have established how they were going to manage this situation were it to happen, because you probably could have anticipated that this would happen and may happen many more times over the next few months, but they're going to they're get back to us on what happens with Thanks. our league points.
2: Yeah. It's difficult, I guess. Um, particularly if you've got two teams who were both infected with COVID. I don't know if that is actually the case. It's Leicester Tigers that are struggling, if I'm not wrong. And was it Bath who had it?
1: Yeah, was it Bath from the European? Yeah. Because it is kind of predictable the week after two weeks in Europe where squads have been traveling around to multiple places, getting on uh, multiple uh, enclosed tubes, effectively, yeah. with lots foreign of other night people. Foreign nightclubs. Uh, foreign nightclubs, yeah. Student halls, I hear. Yeah. Particularly good this time of year in the south of France.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it, it is kind of predictable. Um, let's, see what, let's see what happens. I'm just trying to work out what would
2: happen if they just said, okay, um, we're gonna have London Irish play Newcastle today. Yeah, the game that, if that can go ahead. Fixture hadn't been played because there's no fans to consider. But then that relies, doesn't it, on the identical fixtures happening in the future. Well, it, it relies
1: it on. It. Well, it it relies on uh, multiple team multiple games being called off each week for one thing. Yeah. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Which so. <laughs> which, which hopefully won't happen again.
2: Luckily, mm. yeah. it's, it's a new normal everyone's doing the best that they can um, I don't know why Premiership Rugby haven't just said this is a situation um, I'm surprised that that's not written down but you know fine You <laughs> are just going to accept that this happens yes
0: looking yeah. back to South Africa another thing that happened was the four teams have been confirmed as joining what, an expanded Pro 16 tournament with the two uh, South African teams that no one cared about being bombed
2: yep yeah. oh, sorry do you mean the Rainbow Cup
0: Oh yes, yeah, sorry. The Rainbow Cup. <laughs> is that because um, it's the
1: addition of the Rainbow
0: Nation? What's the What's no, the, the
1: There is the Rainbow Cup, isn't there? Which is like the Curry Cup type thing. No. Is that not? No, it's a uh, it's a Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Rainbow Road, JB. Oh, oh,
0: sorry, no, yeah, i am mu- idiot. There's the Mushroom Cup, the Flower Cup. Yeah. Uh, there's no There's no Rainbow Cup.
1: Star Cup. Star Cup uh there's normally a you've got the 50
0: cc and the 100 cc options yeah i um, and
1: 150 and
0: 150 as well yeah obviously Fast. and the mirror mode oh yeah mirror mode yeah <laughs> and time time trial mode uh, but no i don't think they're bowser actually but i don't think there is <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, think there, I don't think there's a rainbow cup but there no. is now there is now but what is there the there rainbow is cup Is the Rainbow Cup the Pro 16? Is that the same thing, or is it a different tournament? I don't know.
2: My my problem with the um, Pro 14 was there's too much rugby in there that nobody cared about. So they came back to us with more rugby that nobody cares about. (laughs) It doesn't seem like the right option to me.
0: Well, I just think whatever they do now, they have to... Like They've made their decision. Now you have to stick with it for an extended period of time. You can't keep changing it because this has been
2: what's so bad about it. So, right, just stick with this now. Yeah it's like super league isn't it it's super league should be a wonderful competition but every year they get together to do i don't know they've had, they've had more gimmicks than i don't know i can't think of a I, I can't think of a suitable analogy right now but it's full of gimmicks um you know, from the club call to the indecipherable playoff system to a normal playoff system uh, I'm pretty sure back in the day there you had two chances didn't you to get into the to get into the final you could lose a game and still get into the final in in the playoffs if you came second or first. Anyway, point is, it's not done them any favours what, what whatsoever. And I feel the, uh, I feel pro rugby is going that way, which is every time that they try and do something, they reinvent the wheel. No one cares. It's a playoff or some extra teams or whatever it is. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just before you say
0: anything else, JB, um, because your TMO shipping container isn't equipped with a microphone, face forwards when you
2: talk. Base forward. Yeah, Good lad. <laughs> Good lad.
1: Um, the Rainbow Cup. So I'd only read the headline of this previously, and I assumed that was going to be the South African version of of a, like um, the Curry Cup type thing. That seems to be the new name for the Pro 14. 16. Pro, uh, Pro 16, yeah. yeah no. Formerly Pro 12, then Pro 14, currently Pro 12, and moving to Pro 16 from April 2021. So in the new year, uh, so yeah, it's bulls, stormers, sharks, and lions who are previously the the largest um,
2: franchises within South Africa. Sounds, this sounds phenomenally unfair. I mean, I don't know what I've missed here. And I, you know, I don't really want to delve into South African rugby politics. But it was my understanding that the cheaters, and in particular the kings were in there out of political necessity, particularly the Kings. That's basically, you know, that's why they were there. So the two trailblazers who originally started this whole effort have now been kicked to touch. What are they going to do? They go presumably back to play Super Rugby, or do they just get folded?
1: Uh, TBC, because right now, uh, based on this, I don't think there'll be any South African teams playing in Super Rugby. Yeah. Which would go to some kind of hybrid of Super Rugby, AU plus Super Rugby, Arturoa. Pl- uh, well, minus the haguarez, because they're not in there.
2: It would be hilarious if the Kings and the uh, cheetahs went back to Super Rugby. I mean, hysterical. <laughs> the plus sign of this is you've got to we, say... We
0: get a great away weekend.
2: Oh, week? such a away. Yes, there is that.
0: <laughs> um, what yeah. wine region, a wine region, egg chasers uh, road trip.
2: Ideal, actually. Well, the the, the other uh, big upside to this is, of course, these are better teams and better brands. And the Pro Four, Pro Six, the Rainbow Cup, the Rainbow Nations. Um, this, this this is actually a huge upgrade, to be fair. It, it is Bulls,
1: Stormers, Sharks, and Lions. So they they are the premium South African teams, basically. Yeah, I wonder if it will work.
0: I mean, it's good that Leinster and. Well, oh, and to a lesser, de- slightly lesser degree, but not much of a lesser degree. Ulster and Munster have some teams that are actually worthy of them now. That's good. Well,
2: do you think? Mm. I mean, I don't know. Are they that good? I mean, they were never that. They were never up to much in in Super Rugby for the longest time. The names are there. It'd be interesting to see how, how this. Plan- I, I'm actually more interested in this than I was when we originally started talking about it. I, I'm more um,
0: interested. I'm more interested in seeing the Irish provinces against those South African sides than I am in the Irish provinces against.
2: Rony. or oh, <laughs> dragons,
0: dragons. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm,
0: agreed. Yeah, but whatever. But now you've done it, stick with it, because we because exactly as we've said all along, rivalries are important, and if we can get a nice little rivalry going between Leinster and. Let's Cape Town. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester and Cape Town. Let's, let's,
2: let's do it. It's a, it's a natural rivalry between those two cities, which really <laughs> yeah. gets me, between Dublin and Cape Town.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But yeah, then we could have some, there's some good opportunity for some uh, rugby away days.
2: Yeah. Well, it'd be great, I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to That said, it would be quite interesting to see the Bulls, like a real Bulls team, a classic Bulls team mixing it in the Champions Cup, if that's what it comes to.
0: Which I think is what is planned. I, th- I think there's going to be... Um, well, I think there's going to be an announcement about a World Club Championship. And I think as part of that, and this is the bit I don't know, uh, but I'm suspecting that the South African teams in the, cha- in the Champions Cup and Challenge Cup would be part of that.
1: Mm. That's... Yeah. It, it just, I'm, I'm skim reading an article at the moment and... It looks like it's not confirmed, but that would be the direction they'd intend to take it. Correct. For the top-ranked teams, regardless of where they come from, including South African teams, being eligible to qualify for the Champions Cup, which that would be interesting.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that counts as news, doesn't it?
0: Yes. It does. It certainly does. Um, Did you get to watch any of the rugby in amongst... Uh, well, one thing. Have how much? You know, sorry, I'm I'm not finishing the sentence here. You know that scene in Jules where they go, "We're going to need a bigger boat." I'm yeah. I'm saying that about we're going to need a a, a bigger paper bin. Paper recycling.
1: <laughs> I've
0: never seen so much cardboard in my life.
1: It's ludicrous. Ours is totally totally full. I've already done a couple of trips to the tip. Um, just just before Christmas to throw out a load of paper waste that accumulated before Christmas and we have to go again yeah
2: really I mean usually you just fly it. why have you why would you suddenly the <laughs> well there's, there's a, a into of a, the canal off it goes yeah
1: exactly there's the canal I've got the Mersey I've got a water <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. why why would you bother
0: <laughs> now we know the real reason why phil didn't want sail sharks on the ground developed he likes that big fields to uh flight
2: yeah. it <laughs> to throw his old fidget <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah a ludicrous amount of cardboard um so yeah uh, can you not? you've got i mean we talk about your garden a bit can you not bonfire
1: that stuff um no, you can't really can you? Uh. i don't know i think there's i think we're all governed by clean air i'm not not even sure that we should have uh the wood burner that has been constantly on for the last few yep. days That's I, I have I have burned uh, a few bits and pieces in the wood burner, but I can barely make a dent on the mountain of cardboard
0: well we 're not alone because that was that was one of the, the only thing that I had trouble getting hold of was firewood there was like we like, went to all the usual places and there wasn 't any so I had to Isn't queue up crazy? I, had to, I had to queue up for ages to get into the unicorn.
1: Uh, oh my God, that must vegan. be the most expensive firewood in the world. No, it wasn't no
0: too way. bad, actually. It was local firewood and it was 470, uh, 470, four, if, £4.80
2: for a big bag, so it was all right. As if all right. local firewood somehow expels less carbon. There is, it's an amazing irony, isn't it, that the most socially conscious among us, particularly in Charleston, where we live, particularly those who shop in a vegan supermarket, would even consider burning wood. <laughs> They're <laughs> just such hypocrites. It's one of the dirtiest fuels out there. <laughs>
1: Is it not carbon neutral because it only emits what was taken in?
2: No, 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 no. Really? Not even slightly. I mean that—that's that's just a misreading. It wood is wood is one of the dirtiest fuels. So you can be fully sustainable, right? Allegedly, um, but if you look at uh, places where they burn fuels or burn burn wood, that's technically sustainable. But you have to deforest everything. And- but, wood burners are not good for the, the air or the environment.
0: I'd love to have a little tiny mini nuclear power plant in my living room, but oh, the, wood burn, well. the wood burning stove looks does look a lot prettier than, uh, you know, a, a little cooling little, green, this green cooling
2: tower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah so I actually managed to get quite a lot of rugby watching done. I've watched no less than three games.
0: Yeah. Heck. Excellent. Well, there were only four Premiership games. There, there the, the, some of the Pro Fourteen games were cancelled as well because of. Coronavirus. Same reason that was what was it was one of the Irish. Uh, um, yes, you're right. Yeah, Irish were. In fact, was it yeah. Ulster?
1: No, Ulster, Ulster is. Ulster going played on, Connacht. So they they've they been going Connacht. on right now. Oh it, yeah, yes, it's, it is. It's, it's um, it was three uh, nil because it only started an hour ago. Uh, let's have a look. It is currently oh twenty three nineteen. Sounds like a very good game with about fifteen minutes to go.
0: Lovely. What was it? Edinburgh Glasgow was uh, or is that just moved to a different time it says postponed in my thing here Uh,
1: yeah I think the few games cancelled yeah let's say it's cancelled yeah yeah that'll do (laughs) that'll do Pro 14 news done for the week
0: yeah (laughs) Um, but yes so we've had Boxing Day games two on Boxing Day and uh, three on Boxing Day and we had a game today as well in the Premiership. So who's who impressed you most out of what you've seen this weekend?
2: Uh, well, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it in two different ways. So hmm. the two teams that won uh, on Saturday, as in the two early games, impressed me for different reasons to the other two, Northampton and Wasps. Because the first two that won, well... They were good wins, but they were standard wins. And it reminds you why these teams are so good. The other two, though, are far more interesting. Northampton, in particular, had a a really good win. They needed that. They needed that so much. And, uh, well, there's the other win as well. Another win.
0: Superb win for Wasps away. Uh, A win at home for Northampton Saints, as you say. Exeter... Beating a, a manful Gloucester, who gave a good account of themselves, and Bristol turned things around in the second half away at Harlequins uh, to defy the prediction that me and Phil put in. If I mean, if Pat Lamb hadn't given his his uh, little halftime speech, it's offering the players a place on the bus to go home early if they wanted, then me and Phil would have been absolutely on the money. So I blame Pat. I blame Pat Lam. Yeah, uh, I blame
2: Pat Lamb as well. Uh, it's good because we know Bristol can play rugby. We know that we know they've got all of the raw ingredients but I do think there's still questions about oh, are they a tough team and this goes some way to answering that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair because they I mean they were really poor in that first half. They, yeah, they were. They, they looked awful but with the exception of the the try after 39 minutes the last kick of the first half. Lewathuwe. Um, yeah. That was Dan Dan Thomas. Oh Dan, the, Thomas, Lua- yes. yeah, Dan Thomas, yes. Yeah, Tua Dan Thomas 1-2. Yeah. Um which was a lovely bit of play, but everything else, other than Joan Lloyd's magical footwork a couple of times. That kid is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, isn't he? Well, other than that, Bristol were dreadful in that first half. Um, Harlequins genuinely could have been 16 nil up. I mean, I think, I'm, I'm pretty certain that Wilco Lowe did actually score that try that got disallowed with about mm. six minutes to go in the first half. But there just wasn't, because it wasn't given on the field, there wasn't the evidence to overturn that. I'm, I'm pretty certain he got the ball down. I mean, he can't not have got the ball down, judging by the evidence, but uh, it didn't get overturned. But then, So Bristol were rubbish in the first half, but then they did show why they are such a good team. And they, they showed that grit and determination to come back in that second half. And if you flip that around, Harlequins probably showed why they are not a good team or why they are not a consistently good team because they were the better team in the first half. Uh, they took um, Marcus Smith kick well and took the points when it was on offer. And then they just crumbled in that second half. They just oh, well,
0: well, fell Ma- well, just while we're talking Marcus Smith and trying to a positive, his changes of gear for that try was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. He is ridiculous though,
0: isn't he? He is outrageous. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I don't know what Harlequins do. Uh, they've obviously got to keep Smith. And I think the worry for Smith is, or the worry for Harlequins, is Smith walks eventually. I mean, he can't stay at this club without a chance of winning. Ironically, he is their only chance of winning. (laughs) So at some point, you know, the Rebels got to meet the road here. But Marcus Smith comes up for contract. Every club in the land is going to want him. And if they're smart, they'll be trying to send him, you know, little messages underneath the change room door when he's away. I'm sure Bath have already done that. I'm sure Bath are already overtly saying... You know, come here now that is a
0: great fit that
2: isn't is. it I mean I could imagine him. I could imagine every great player in the, in the blue black and white of Bath I can particularly imagine Marcus Smith
0: or, uh, or the way that Northampton play and if they got a couple of if they upgraded a couple of props then when Dan Bigger decides to to leave Smith Smith there would yeah. be quite good with, with that back line outside him
2: mm-hmm. I, I just don't know why Harlequins can't get it together I just don't know. The money's uh, broadly speaking, the talent. So like, it's got to be a coaching thing, hasn't it? It has to be a coaching thing.
1: I, I would assume it is that, but I don't know. But it's the the really. I was watching this game, thinking the really disappointing thing about Harlequins is so Gustard obviously was involved in Saracens and the Wolf and, and their defence uh, as well. Uh, yeah, this this is like Gustard from his history, both as a player and a coach. Uh, you expect him to be able to craft a really gnarly, mean pack. And as soon as he's come to Quinn's, it's just, it's been almost the opposite. It's, yeah. it's been this, this kind of, and I know that Quinn's had that um, side to them before he came along, but he's not, he doesn't seem to have corrected it. They've got this kind of fluffy and soft. And when the going's good, they'll look great. But then when the going gets tough, they just kind of wilt pack. Ever, since,
0: is- ever since the enforcer left.
1: Yes, yeah, Char- Char- Char-
0: Charlie Matthews, the enforcer.
1: <laughs>
0: a, <laughs> nickname, know, I... a, nickname, a nickname he gave himself, by the way. That's why we mention it.
2: <laughs> uh, I know a guy, actually, who's short of work at the moment, who could toughen up this Harlequins pack. Is, oh. he, a, oh. Is he a northern... northern a Ruby hard, league? rough northerner. Nice. With a reputation for taking average packs and making them absolutely incredible. And uh, looking at this, they have just enough average players to make this work.
1: <laughs> have they got enough South Africans for, for it to work
2: they've got a couple they've got a couple but that, <laughs> but that comes later first of all let's go win some games
0: yeah okay, I can't so. I can't I can't get my head around how Harlequins don't at the very least have a solid defence you would think with Paul Gustard having done it with club and country that would be the the baseline but that is a big issue for them
2: yeah you would I mean that, that's a spot on spot on comment you would have you would have thought that would be their identity like, we are hard to break down we are hard to beat but do you know I mentioned about identity the other week you know, particularly around Diamond and Sail and how Sail's identity is Diamond's identity and why it's so tough for Sail to move on from, on from that well, I wonder if Harlequin's identity is well we're flaky and it doesn't really matter who is at the head of the ship this is basically what we are
1: it does seem that way. <laughs> it seems that even Gustard is having a hard time. I say even Gustard. Gustard is having a hard time trying to
2: detach that identity from the team. It's a very fine line, isn't it, between genius and looking absolutely stupid. So, you know, when Horlequin... I, mean, I, like I, like I like to think
0: we skirt that, um, that, that, that <laughs> tightrope
2: regularly. Very <laughs> much. Well, yeah. Let me, let me give you an example right, of a guy who could look stupid or genius. It depends how it works, right? Alex Sanderson is a man that walks around with what I can only describe as the most garish wolf necklace that you've ever seen. <laughs> Bill, will all back me up here. It, it's
1: ludicrous. But it is ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. If anyone, anyone else wearing that, you would think, <laughs> what on earth is going on? What is wrong with you? Is it, is it yeah. definitely necklace and not
0: medallion? Where does, where does necklace <laughs> end and medallion begin?
2: I've got no idea. <laughs> <That's> if it's <laughs> a necklace, it would still if it, like, it could be a medallion. But if, it's a neck, if, if it is a necklace and is wearing it, then everyone will start wearing necklaces. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, he will set his own trends. Now, if, yeah, like you say, if any of us wore a wolf necklace, we'd be laughed out of town. Absolutely laughed la- out of town. But he can do it because, you know. Now, maybe once he's taken out of the very serious England camp, or the very serious um, Saracen's camp, and left his own devices in the wild at Quinn's and then starts bringing, like, wolves in cages. And everyone's like, what on earth are you doing? And the next day, though, they've got, heli- like, helicopter attack pilots. Well, the helicopters are cool, but what is it that we're learning? And It goes on and on and on. I just wonder if there's something... Now he's outside of those other environments which facilitated in doing all this stuff. If it's just a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah, I, that does seem to be the case. Um, and I'd... I, I kind of, I've always liked Quinns as a club. There's, there's, something about, there's something about everything around them. Like No other club could get away with uh, offering free parking for your Maserati. <laughs> but because it's Harley Quinns, of course they can. And of course, we'll have a little bit of a joke about it, but it seems right for Quinns. Or yeah, having, a, like
0: having a clown jester thing as its logo and, and it not looking silly, looking cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. they've always had good kits and, the, and that is one of the most iconic kits in I, I, in
2: sport as, as, day, as game days days go I think it's, it's great there it's absolutely tremendous they should be a top four club mind you that's the problem with the premiership there's a, there's about eight clubs that should be top four clubs yes and maybe one of them shouldn't be Exeter historically <laughs> yeah but it's, but they are. it's, it's too,
1: too late it, yeah, there's there's nothing you can do about that. It's too late for Exeter not to be a top four club now. Yeah.
0: Well, let's just j- jump on to Exeter v Gloucester. And, and let me do that by way of segue. That Season of goodwill, uh, my arse uh, <laughs> in, in a lot of cases. So friend of the pod and one of the most down-to-earth lovely blokes you can imagine, Steve Parrott, runs the Twitter account for Exeter Chiefs uh, on match days. And he does it very well. And it, I, I, what I like about that is it gives it a voice. A fan who's got a way with words. Anyway, he, he just put out a tweet. Basically, a jokey way of saying there's no press able to be here today because they can't travel out of Tier 4. They're, they're in London. And I'm trying to find exactly what was said. I've read it, but I've, I'm, I'm looking as well. I can't see it. It was, it was clearly a joke and people are getting very upset about it.
2: Oh, well. We'll
0: live. Just as the way as people seem to be getting very upset by any rugby player who voices an opinion <laughs> of, of any kind at the moment. Like Andy Good today. Well, like Andy Good or Harry Williams. <laughs> Harry William, Everyone's kicked off about Harry Williams saying, uh, we're being lied to, open your eyes. It's like, oh, I don't know. What? I, think he, I think it must be a COVID-related thing. But you know
2: what? I, I have many COVID thoughts. If I was a professional rugby player rather than a podcaster, I would not say a thing (laughs) yeah i would not say a thing
0: i actually agree with you but i'm just gonna and i'm not saying um whether it's andy good or harry williams that the content of what they say is absolutely irrelevant to me but all i will say is you can't have it both ways podcasters fans journalists everyone moans when things get more cliched and people give less of themselves so when someone does offer an opinion and you happen to disagree with it Maybe just allow them to have an opinion that you disagree with, rather than saying they're a horrible person for having that opinion. There you go.
2: Andy Good had a, a, you know, this is it, you know it's serious on Twitter when you, screen, when you screenshot um, your WordPad? You know, that's very serious. That's the <laughs> that's a equivalent, uh, equivalent on Twitter of a PhD thesis. I mean, it's a, you know, that's a real big deal. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm on Twitter, I don't have the time to read it. I do have time to read all of the quote, all of the quotes about what he said, what a general person he is. But the ones I like the most are the people that somehow think he wasn't a good player. And I think, like, what? What planet are you on? He was so good he could be overweight. Like, you can't <laughs> do that. Like, you can't ignore a whole facet, a whole facet of the game, i.e. professional conditioning. And still be your team's highest paid player if you're not spectacularly good. He
0: was so so good. He was so good that Newcastle (laughs) paid him a huge amount of money... To travel up once a week for games, and he was even allowed to travel on a match day by plane from, in, from 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 from, from uh, London City Airport to Newcastle for matches, and he would often post a bit to himself having a fry up at the airport <laughs> on a game day, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he kept well, them and he kept them up. Yeah, actually, this guy. This guy, uh, he's got an online of them. Um, Andy Andy Good thought he was international. How did that work out? Well, 17 caps. He wasn't international. He worked on really well. Didn't work out well. I mean, I don't care what... I honestly have not read what he said. I just care about the comments regarding, regarding his rugby. Um, I just think, like... Tell me if I'm wrong here. I think Andy Goode might be one of the most important club players of recent history. And anyone who thinks otherwise mustn't know what they're thinking, mustn't know what, what they're talking about. Because... Lots of people who do know what they're talking about threw money at him for years, threw it, literally threw money at Andy Goo to, to, to make him play. So, like, it, it just doesn't stack up. Sick or you like one. But he's probably one of the most important club, club players maybe of the last 15, 20 years. This is
1: this, this is why Twitter is such a nonsense. Because it's, if if one person has an opinion you don't like or someone doesn't like, then everything about that that person is negative so like people people can't they seemingly can't separate someone's personal opinion and like their actual rugby playing ability it's it's, 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 it's madness it's i I just find i find the whole thing I, i i i think what he said was a bit mental and they, I think the reaction to what he said... was equally is, as mental. It, actually, probably more mental than what, <laughs> what he said. And what he said was pretty mental. Yeah, they're I all just, mental. I,
2: they're all absolutely
1: mental. I, I, find, this, I find this need to... <laughs> to, to the need um, for the
2: quote tweet is just incredible, isn't oh, it? The,
1: the, the whole thing, this, this use of Twitter is... Who is benefiting
2: out of that use yeah, of Twitter? Who on earth? Here's, here's a question. On their, who looks on rugby Twitter for guidance on guidance on Brexit?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know I, mean? I don't I, I, don't know, I, I can't look at what Laura Coonsberg has to say about the Northampton scrum. It's just more important. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I found the extra tweet that prompted all of this. Oh yes, uh, which said, uh, a, and this was at two thirty p.m. on Boxing Day." A personal hello to all the national press reprobates who have, of course, not been able to travel down to Sandy Park today. Missing you horrible lot. That's really. Funny. That's funny. It's clearly tongue-in- sh- It's clearly tongue-in-cheek. That sounds like, affectionate. Affectionate, dry humoured, and yeah. some somehow people found a way to be thoroughly offended uh, yeah. by that, which I, I guess all I'm saying is. You get what you deserve. And when I go and interview players and they give, uh, or anyone goes and interviews a player post match chat or whatever, and they say absolutely nothing, don't complain because you're the reason why.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, my, uh, Michelle Barnier's just posted about sales line out. So if anyone's interested in that, I've just got one question, just a tangential question. I am thinking of Andy Google. Just moving it away from all, all nonsense. There's a serious question now. Outside of Andy Goode, who is the most important club player? Who has had more of an impact on as many teams? Well, not as many, many, but Wiggy. Wiggy. Wiggy's a good one. Wiggy and Hodgson are are two, which I I would have thought.
0: Yeah. Wiggy's won three European Cups, five premierships, uh, or was it six because he won it with With Sale?
2: sale. He's won one premiership with Sale. And obviously everything else is with Saracens. What about a player who goes across many clubs? Like George Smith is incredibly important, but not in the Premiership. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, when he played in the Premiership, did he only play for Bristol? Right. Wasps. At the end? Did he play for Wasps?
2: Wasps and Bristol.
1: Oh, was it Wasps right
0: at the end as well?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, no, no one's been. No one's got about as much as Andy Goode. There are very few players. Haskell?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, people have got about, but not for the same amount of money. And that's what kind of makes it different, isn't it? If that makes sense? So you, you do have players. I, I'll give you an example. There was, um, who was the lad who used to play? The lad that you played for all four regions, or at least three of the regions in Wales. But I'm pretty sure he's playing there on minimum wage. It wasn't like he was, um, yeah. you know, a, an important player. And I can't think of anyone who was actually successfully... Don't so many, so many teams. Been that important for so many teams. There must, there must be some.
1: I don't know, like George Smith is probably a really good example. And George Smith would have been apart from right at the end, he would have been on on good money, particularly for a back row because he was yeah. the best. He was the best in the world.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, I can't think of any, but I'm sure. Given some more time, I could think of someone.
0: Uh, I'm sure there'll be a prop that's
1: <clears throat> went to a few clubs. But I can't... I d- I- the point is, someone like uh, Sir Charles Piatow. Mm. Um, yes. But he's not, he's not had enormous success.
2: Gopeth. Gopeth is a good shout. That is a good shout. He Kept Newcastle up. They're great in Leinster, really well in Leinster. And then was part of that... In fact, he replaced um, uh, Andy Goode at Wasps.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. Guy Verhofstadt said that Gloucester's youngsters look quite promising. Really? Yeah. Wow, he really has to tell him. Uh, yeah, indif- again, a idea of talent. Yeah, again, a bit of steeliness with Gloucester, albeit in defeat against Exeter. But there's, I think there's enough to feel fairly positive about it. And I think the thing I loved about Gloucester the most is the way that they can mix it up. And I mean, they've, they seem to have a real dogged pack, but... With guys like Val Rapava Ruskin, who has re-signed, and, and a friend of the pod, Jamal Ford Robinson, they've got some ballers who can play in that, yeah. pi- in that pivot role, in that, that kind of Mako fashion. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, and we spoke about Geordie Reid uh, last week, You know, the guy who just wants to be there. Mm. Uh, Lewis Ludlow is a guy who, re- uh, who is a real standard bearer for them as well. He just comes out and fights every week. They've got a nice mix, but here's my concern – it's fine to have a nice mix and I'm not being cruel about it because I know the players themselves are very happy with the performance. It's still an eight-point loss and you've got to think, did Exeter really show up all guns blazing? Is this the real best? I mean, did they really come within eight points of Exeter or was a little bit of Exeter maybe taking their foot, foot, foot off the gas? So I think there is some promise there and I think they've done better integrating the youngsters than a lot of other teams. But they need to win that would be the main thing they've got to win yeah
1: they've got to win i don't think i don't think whatever exeter or gloucester team shows up gloucester are winning this one but the the promise for me is that we, we've seen exeter and jb as per your interview with rob baxter exeter pride themselves on being the fittest team in the league and they will do the same thing from minute 1 through to minute 80 and it happened with harlequins uh, first game of the season where Harlequins were losing by maybe 10 points until the last 10 minutes, and Exeter, the the repeated banging on the door, just the, the damn burst, and Exeter scored 30-odd points in the last 10 minutes. The opposite was true in this game. Gloucester actually scored their two tries late on when Exeter should be coming to the fore. So I think, I think there's a lot of positives for, for Gloucester to take out of this one.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, all I'd say is they need to come away with something, whether that be bonus points... Draw and obviously they'd love a win. Uh, Until you get those things, it's very hard to say. Yeah, this is great because you do get these occasional performances where you play a little bit above yourself, they play a little bit below yourself, and you think you're eight points within the uh, within Exeter's orbit. The honest opinion is they probably aren't.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I I (laughs) I don't I don't think they are eight points off Exeter. But I, I actually don't think that any team in the league is really eight points off, yeah. eight points off Exeter. Yeah. I think Exeter are considerably better than every other team in the league. And I think Gloucester, I've seen enough in the last few weeks to think, actually uh, the last two weeks, to think that Gloucester next year might be okay for Gloucester. Might be Gloucester's year next year. Might be. More or might two be. more players,
0: yeah? Yeah. But, uh, they've, pl- they've got a few to come back. That's, uh, yeah. they've, got a, they've got a fair few very important players to come back. So. Um, it feels like maybe the the breath of fresh air down the Cipriani, it could just be two and two and making five, but that that full stop was put on that, and it feels like there is a new energy at the club. So watch yeah. this space. We'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, Exeter just keep on doing Exeter things, and um, Johnny Gray was at the at the heart, and and those guys that they brought in have just just added that extra little thing, which but, but just the mentality of that side. Sam Simmons, that's now eight tries in four games.
2: <laughs> Joker.
0: <laughs> fantasy rugby dynamite, fantasy rugby draft dynamite. In fact, how have I managed to get a win? I've just had a look. How have I managed <laughs> to get a win in fantasy rugby draft with hardly Humble any brav. players?
1: Yeah. Humble brag, Tim. Yeah, I had it up ready. To, I was just, I was looking at it already. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, well. Who's I, got Oh, AJ... AJ. And Dan Thomas, picking up all your points. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, so excellent, look good. But then you, you were saying you're, you, you were interested with the Northampton game, and that was the two bottom sides in the Premiership going head-to-head. Yeah. And as we mentioned on last week's pod, and as was mentioned a lot during the build-up to the game and during the game, Northampton haven't won a home match in a year. Hadn't hadn't won a home game Mm. in all of 2020. Unbelievable run they were. How many how many rounds have we played now? Four 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 in this season, but there was the three week break after last season, and we had what eight seven or eight games.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then there
0: was there was a few at the start of the year, so
2: so an astonishing amount of teams with one win. Yeah, an astonishing amount. Well, I'd say astonishing six half a um, league, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, Northampton, um, are, are you boys uh, are you boys in any way familiar with um, aviation engines? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: not an enormous amount. So, one of the um, one of the key uh, key indicators of if an, a, an aviation engine is going to be any good, at least at least for the military, is the lack of moving parts so i can't remember what the statistic was but the engine which they get in which they had in the eurofighter had 25% less moving parts than the engine that they had in the in, in the tornado and this represents a vast 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 improvement and hopefully the next engine in the in the f35 i don't know if it's got a reduction of moving parts but if that is to continue that's exactly what they would try and do they always want less moving parts Okay. Because complex, complexity equals problems. Yeah. As, I was watching Northampton today, and I thought, this is their problem. They've got too much complexity. In everything that they do, it's really complex. You've got a head coach in... Not a head coach, an attack coach in Vesti. Look who, at the
0: computer when you're talking, Jay. Look at the computer. Sorry, sorry head sorry, coach sorry.
2: Bestie, who, by all accounts, is one of the best attacking minds um, in, in all of England. But they don't look. But Northampton, until today, did not look like a, a particularly good attacking team. In fact, Worcester looked like a better attacking team, and the stats bear that out. Worcester allegedly have more line breaks than than any other team in the entire Premiership, which is incredible. And today, it all sort of clicked. And I wonder if the reason Northampton are struggling, they obviously don't have bad players. They obviously don't have bad coaches. It's obviously not a bad, bad, bad club. It's just they need to they need to simplify things mm. drastically. That, that's but,
1: no, it's, it's an interesting comparison because when um, Chris Boyd first came in, I thought he was really getting the best out of um, some of that back line. And then for the first 12 months, I was really positive, really hopeful. And then for the last 12 months, it's just been the complete opposite. Yeah. And maybe as he'd as he's had time to put, layer in his structures and Vesti and the others layer layer in their structures, it's added in too much complexity that now they, because they've had such a slump, they've been able to step back and, and simplify a little bit. And I think having so having guys like Courtney Laws and Twina Harrison back is huge for them. Yeah. Because they're big, strong boys. They're big carriers. They're, they're leaders on the pitch, uh, both in terms of decision-making, but also in terms of they are the first ones to front up and put in a big hit and, uh, or a big carry. Uh, similarly, Dan Bigger, who's obviously yes. because of Wales. Now, Dan Bigger, he's, he's such a Dan Bigger player. I mean, he's, he is, isn't he? He's exactly what he is. He's so infuriatingly brilliant and petulant, all at the same time. like his. Well, he, he scored his try, which he took really well. He set up the Alex Mitchell try. Um, he, uh, under the high ball, he did a couple of little chip and chase um, kicks and gathers, which is he might be the best in the world at. Yeah. And he does all of that brilliantly. And then did you see his yellow card? Yes, I saw the stupid yellow card. It's, it's the most dan-biggest, th- like all of that. Dan Bigger couldn't do the amazing stuff without doing the stupid stuff no. as well. It's the it's the price you pay, isn't it? So I go with Farrell's high tackles. <laughs> it is the yeah. price you pay. But that that in a different game that could have cost Northampton the game. But in this game, it ended up being a, effectively a match-winning contribution because he stopped what probably would have been a try. Worcester only conceded three points. He was off for ten minutes during which time Northampton scored three points themselves. So even though he um, spent 10 minutes in the bin, they ended net neutral. Had, hindsight is great, had Worcester not taken the three, gone on and scored a try, and then gone straight back down the field and scored another try to go seven points into the lead, which is what they would have done, it would have looked like a monumentally stupid thing to do because it was such a petulant decision. So I I think in in relation to Northampton,
0: I think it is a lot simpler. I don't think it is the complexity that's the issue. I think, and maybe partly for the reason Phil already said the players that have come back in, but there was just no platform for Northampton. When they're on that awful run, it's because we talked about their scrum deficiencies. Um, That wasn't such an issue against Worcester. It wasn't an issue at all, really. Um, And... The sort of the sort of contact area, the the big hits that you get from Harrison and and Laws. Basically, there was a platform for bigger and Hutchinson so- suddenly looked like, like like the player from a year or so ago. So I don't I don't actually think it's that Northampton would be doing anything differently, except it's that compound issue. When you're going backwards a bit in the forwards, then the fly half's not able to st- he's standing a bit deeper. He's st- under more pressure, has got less options, doesn't hit the pass to Hutchinson on the outside break in the same way. And it is a sort of it compounded in the positive direction, yeah. all off the back of having a, a more solid platform. So if, if that's I think that that's what's beautiful about rugby is that there's as much complexity as you want to see. And sometimes there are some people that do these videos on Twitter and YouTube and stuff, which break down to the nth degree why one move was amazing. And that's great if you want it, but actually you can just make it simple. You bully exactly as you said before, JB. Bully people. You go and bully someone, <laughs> and then you can do all the flash stuff. It's, it's yeah, awesome. and
2: I tell you who are just awesome bullies: uh, Courtney Laws and Tamara and and, and Harrison and Lewis Ludlam. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. And you think about the danger Northampton have is that to win they need their three or four best players playing at level eleven. And then everyone else sort of goes, oh, go on then, I'll come along for the ride. Ribbons (laughs) as
0: well, I'll mention. uh, If if you mention, so, Ribbons, Laws, Ribbons, Harrison, Ludlam, there's half a pack there of nasty, nasty men.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I really like Ribbons. I think, is it Rabbons? Ribbons. Ribbons. It's
0: Ribbons, isn't it? Ribbons. Yeah,
2: but Ribbons. Ribbons, ribbons. There, yeah. Off ribbons, yeah. I think he's very good. Is he English? He's South African, but is he English? He's English,
0: English. qualified,
2: correct? Yeah. And it didn't. He's English, he, isn't
0: he? I think he got called up to yeah. one of the training squads. He did. There no, was not the other one. No, no, yeah. no. Alex Moon did as well. Alex Moon has. A he's robot. a giant man, by the way. Absolutely enormous.
2: Alex. I said, Moon. well, Ethan Painter's a giant man. Aaron Painter. Aaron, yeah. Whatever his name is, he's still yeah, huge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as for Worcester. um <coughs> I I was only wrong in how right I was talking to Alan Solomons before the game, because I said to Alan Solomons, Alan, you're doing some great approach play, but you're not converting in the way that you'd like. Why is that? And he said, well, no, I don't agree. I don't agree. I won't go into the long answer. You can go back and look at it if you're that interested. But (laughs) in, In short, he said, no, I don't agree. And then we watched a game where they manufactured incredible opportunities and couldn't finish any of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, did you see the awful refereeing decision? Probably the worst worst refereeing decision I've seen in about six months, I'd, I'd say. Which one? Uh, selling the lineup and they gave the penalty against uh, Andrew Kitchener. I was like, are you mental? He is from a great family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's one of my favourite...
1: Things back
0: <laughs> in 2020, Alan Solomon's given a, a legal breakdown of uh, of that ciali Piatau incident, uh, and I loved it, I loved that so much. I just couldn't I, believe, what, what, I couldn't I believe what I was seeing. Do, do you know Alan Solomon's was the, the the last coach in charge of Northampton to have gone on such a bad run? Is that right? Yeah,
2: great wow. knowledge. That, that
0: is, is good knowledge. Good knowledge. But uh, no. It, and, uh, yeah, so Worcester plays some amazing rugby.
2: They do, don't they? They've got some serious talent. They do. <laughs> and nobody, nobody is more fun to watch. Better for worse than Nani.
1: Yeah, I love him. <laughs> He's in my fantasy rugby draft team, which is massively infuriating when he gets a yellow card after 13 minutes, but then more than makes up for it with whatever it was, 120 metres made, four defenders beaten, two clean breaks.
0: Yeah, even with... Even with a yellow card, which usually means you're well in the negative, he still came out with 13
2: points. Yeah. Which is solid. He's um, awesome, isn't he? Like, yeah. doesn't like catching higher balls, plays at fullback, can beat <laughs> players at will, gives away yellow cards. I, just, he brings everything to a game, good and bad. He is pure box office, worth the price of admission alone. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I tell you, the other one who I was, I mean, this isn't really breaking news that uh, Ollie Lawrence is good he is good and some of his touches were just outstanding you can see why he's so highly rated oh
0: but he blew the try oh, oh that pass that was awful oh which one
2: was that because in my that mind I've one... got Josh Bassett in my mind though, he did so
0: all so the hard lot. stuff he did all this hard stuff busted through and then Z- just, had, just had to give the pass to Nick David Nick and David yeah just wanged
1: it and yeah oh. it was it was a 2-3 metre pass and he, he went full power and <laughs> it, was, it was try time it was Oops. on. There's a similar one in the first half, I think, where Perry Humphreys breaks down the same touchline, going in the opposite direction, the same touchline, and has Nanai arcing round him, which, if he gives the pass, it's try time. Uh, it'd be frustrating to be... Uh, exciting, that, but, but frustrating to be a Worcester fan.
2: Yeah. They, uh, they're going to get that. I, mean, I would like to ask Ollie Lawrence if he feels that his England showing was what he'd like it to be bearing in mind i know what he can do now in in a bit more detail with the the offloads and stuff because i know he did some good things but i want to know like did he do is he happy with what he produced because that's what he was asked to produce and that was part of the game plan or would he prefer to have gone out there and done other, other things that maybe eddie wasn't so keen on like all the all the offloading nonsense well, like any, any attack, because yeah, we exactly. basically... Yeah, exactly. Did, did, that, did it give him the platform to, to show himself in, in the best light, I guess?
1: Well, we only really saw his defensive capabilities. We, yeah. we saw virtually
0: nothing of him in and, attack. And he was... Where, where was he operating? Was it 12?
2: So 13 Was he playing was it-
1: at 12. But it was it was him and Henry Slade. Um, certainly, in one of the games where one more twelve and one more thirteen, but they were yeah. they were lining up one way in attack and, yeah. and the other way in defence. That's right. I can't mm. remember which way round, but yeah, kid kid's got some talent. Um, before we go on from uh, Northampton, Worcester, well, before we move off Northampton, really, JB, I've got a question for you. Yes, please. Um, surely, if the um, objective of Simplifying jet engines is to create uh, fewer moving parts. Then the the ultimate ambition will be to have an electric jet engine because, or or jet motor. Sorry, not even jet motor. An electric motor because that has a single moving part, one moving part.
2: Why would that not work?
1: Now this is a leading this is a leading question because I know why that would not work currently. Well, because
2: you because the whole point of the jet engine is is the combustion of the fuel and air, isn't it? It's compression of fuel and air.
1: Is it a temperature thing? It's not why a temperature thing. It, why would you not have? Why would it be very difficult to have uh, an well, electric? Wait, weight? because wait, of course, because batteries are roughly one hundred times heavier per unit of energy than uh, jet fuel. So, ah. so, where's this leading us, Phil?
2: Uh, that's it. Oh, right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's it, I, I thought you were going to rant about bloody uh, Nathan Hughes and about how he'd be so much better. Uh, yeah. And the that's sheds why. Batteries. Well, that's why
1: Nairo Voro. That's why <laughs> needs to shed at least twenty exactly. kilos of batteries. Ah, nice,
0: nice. <laughs> it was nice to see him on the park and doing some really productive stuff. Hopefully,
1: more of that. More of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. By- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.
2: Well, that's all the Premiership games covered. Why don't we do this quiz? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, let's do the quiz anyway and save, save sale till, uh, for the neutrals till well, last. Well,
2: Game 1 says, says we talk too much about sale, and they're probably right. They are probably right. <laughs> so we'll do a <laughs> festive
1: quiz first. So grab your
0: yeah. pen and paper and uh, play along.
1: Okay, I've got five questions. Now, this, no. this is not, it's not a 2020 quiz. It's not a festive quiz. It's just a little quiz. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Okay, first question. Yeah. Which current Ulster player... Is also the province's all-time top try scorer. So he's a current Ulsterman, Ulster player. Okay. Okay. Question two. You're going to have to listen carefully to this. Um, the The ten all-time top point scorers in the Heineken Cup. Are all internationals. Eight of them played their international rugby for European nations.
0: Sorry, sorry, you're already going to have to start again. <laughs>
1: <safe>. <laughs> okay. The top, the 10 all time top point scorers in the Heineken Cup, top okay. 10 point scorers in the Heineken Cup are all international rugby players. Eight of them played for European nations. And the two who did not play for European nations both played for the same nation. What is that nation? I had to word that in a slightly weird way because uh, one of uh, I'll explain, explain later. Well, I'll let you guys think. For so, the listeners, while you two are thinking. Um, uh. Dan Parks is in that list, and obviously um, played for well, he's Scotland international, but was born in Australia. So I had to I had to be careful how I phrased the question.
2: Yeah,
1: and that, that doesn't give any clues yeah, away.
2: The ten, the ten top European point scorers, Heineken Cup point scorers. Yeah, yeah Heineken so, Cup point yeah. scorers. Are all international rugby players. Correct.
0: Two they of the play... top ten are not are, are not from a European country. Correct,
2: what, but they're
0: both from the same European country.
2: Uh, no, the, oh, no, they're
0: the, both from the same non-European country.
2: Correct. How, 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 how? International rugby players <laughs> who played for European teams—they
1: played for, yes because they're the top in the top ten Heineken Cup point scorers.
2: European, but they played their international rugby for European countries. No, for non-European countries. Two of them played for non European countries internationally, correct? Understood,
1: but what it's it's and they both played for the same country. What country is it? Okay, have you both got something down? Something down, yeah. I'm not confident. Okay, yes, question, question number three Um, which current top 14 team is the most northerly? ignoring the two Parisian clubs? Bloody hell. Man. Say again. Which which current top 14 team is the most northerly ignoring the two Parisian clubs?
2: Oh my word. I have no idea. I, my geography in France is terrible.
1: <laughs> Tim, you've probably visited many of the uh, top 14 grounds.
2: Yeah, I've had a guess.
1: Okay. Question number four. There were two tries scored in the 2011 Rugby World Cup final. Who, who scored them? Two, two different players, this is. And I'll give you one point for each. 2011 Rugby World Cup final, there was only two tries. Who scored them? Oh.
2: 2011? 2011. Oh, where, where are we now? <laughs>
1: we're about to go into 2021. Nearly, t- nearly 10 years ago
0: my memory is rubbish that's <laughs>
2: what I've learned here <laughs> okay okay we're
1: locked
2: on now okay. there, were, there were tries scored in, in, in that game sorry oh, whoa, whoa hang on there were tries scored there were two two tries
1: scored in that game it, it finished Was it 8-7
0: uh, yeah it was, it was tight it was only one point in it it was, yeah. wasn't many
1: points so
0: I, I can't remember
1: I think it, I think it was 8-7 okay okay and the last question there are uh four points available for this and it's it's a home home question for jb because it's it includes some sales sharks knowledge Well, how would i know (laughs) okay um four double lions and that, by double Lions, I mean someone who has gone on two
2: separate Lions tours. Oh, not played for the Lions and then become a Lion?
1: No. Uh, so, got on two Lions tours. Four players who have gone on two Lions tours, two or more Lions tours, have played for Sail Sharks at some point in their career. So, they did not necessarily go on a Lions tour when they were playing for Sail Sharks. Oh, I've got one. Who are they?
2: Oh, so what's four, his name? What's his name? What's his name? Four points.
1: Four points available.
2: Uh, oh, sorry, ask the question again. Two double sorry.
1: lions. Four double lions, which means two or more tours, have played for Sail Sharks at some point in their careers.
0: Oh, what's his name? Name them.
1: What's his name?
2: Mm.
0: I can't remember the guy's surname. I've, I can picture his face and I know the other clubs he played for. And
2: <laughs> Come on, Tim. Uh, you know these. They're easy. <laughs>
0: um...
2: Uh, I know oh, his first name as well. Tell me his first name and I'll see if I, I'll see if I can help. <laughs> uh, uh, um. <clears throat> interesting. Interesting. Oh, no, not him. Not him. Do you want a clue? No,
1: no, 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 no. no, no. I was, okay, I
2: was, I was going to tell you
1: how many of them got um, Lions... Or Lions appearances when they. No, were not selling. interested, mate. Stop
0: nope.
2: it.
1: No
0: okay.
2: not care. Not interested. Okay. I,
0: I think I've remembered the one. Yes, I have. If it's if he went on two Lions tours, I've remembered the surname of the one. Anyway, I'm not confident on many of these.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm just missing one. I know I'm missing one. <gasps> Aha!
0: I think they both play the same position. I'm watching Phil. Watching Phil. For, for what are you talking about? I think <laughs> they both play the same position.
2: Interesting. Ever? sorry are we talking about playing for sale ever only four players that have been through the gates of Carrington have ever been double Lions is that what we're saying yes but not whilst they played for the club uh, some
1: have been or some could have been while they played for sale but some might not have been while they played for sale fine I can look as, as in the it's the fact that they're double Lions and at some point in their career played for once sale once one
2: time have played yeah okay fine yeah. yes Okay, got it. Nailed it. No problems here. Okay,
1: shall we go back? So, yes. You, are you happy, Tim? Uh, not particularly with this
0: one, I guess. Stockers, <laughs> I don't know whether he's managed to rack enough to be the province's all-time leading try scorer
2: But uh, JB, what would you go for? I thought Stockers was too obvious. I can't think of any really long-term guys that have been there. So I want Craig Gilroy. I know that's a mental thing to do.
0: Craig Gilroy. No, that's actually correct. a really good shout. It's correct. Oh, yes! That is a really good shout. So one for Jamie. Damn JB. it. You forget about him. <laughs> Not me, mate. I didn't forget.
1: <laughs> I'm more confident on the next one. <laughs> okay. The the really um, difficult, really badly worded question. It's hard um, to word any better, to be honest. It, it's a bit of a mess, particularly because of the Dan Parks problem. Um, but <laughs> what country did you go for? Argentina. Argentina. Is correct.
0: Well, Doming- G- Dominguez was the one I was thinking of, and then it could take your pick from the others. It
2: could no, be. Dominguez is wrong. Dominguez played for Italy, mate.
0: You're quite right, he did play for Italy, but I've written the right answer. It's written down Argentina. <laughs> the <laughs> uh, answer?
2: Contapomi, then. Hernandez and Contapomi. So
0: I'm just gonna. <laughs> uh, you're right, Dominguez played for Italy, but he born in Argentina. Did he not
1: also get capped for Argentina? Uh oh. He did get capped for Argentina. Ah. So, but he did. You, you are also right. So it's Dominguez and Felipe Contopoli. Because
0: he was playing in that Stade Francais final against Leicester, wasn't he? That's all the one, yeah. yeah. With Dominici. Yes. Wow,
1: so
2: talks- where does Hernandez fit into all this? Because he must have a, more than a few points. Well, has he played he that does. much in the Champions Cup? I'm not so sure. Yeah, loads.
0: Yeah, probably. But maybe not yeah. kick Anyway, no, he, was, he was the kid. Anyway,
1: let's forget about the details. I don't want to have points taken off me. <laughs> I've got the right so you answer. You both get the point. <laughs> um, question number three. The most northerly team in France, in the top 14 of the current teams?
2: Uh, is it there?
1: I guessed La Rochelle. La Rochelle, oh. La Rochelle is correct. Oh. Slightly further north than uh, Clermont and Lyon. So that means it's two points all. Um, the tries in the 2011 Rugby World Cup final. There
0: was, one for, there was one for France and one for New Zealand. Yeah. deux Yeah, I um, guess I, I, I put Deux-et-Trois.
1: Co- correct. deux et is correct.
0: And no, I guess... Next. The she other one I did, ben, ben Smith I went for.
2: Oh, I went to... So I, I put a uh, uh, badly spelled Sevilla. Uh, Savilla. Junior Sevilla.
1: Savia. I, I don't think either of those were in he the was playing. Squad. Yeah, I am pretty certain I'm pretty certain Ben Smith wasn't, and I think Julian Saver would have been slightly too young. Oh yeah, Ben Smith 15, 19,
0: wasn't he? Anyway.
1: Yeah. So, so, so was so it Aaron Keller or something like that. No, it was it was a line-out move. Uh and it was a prop. Tony Woodcock.
2: Oh, well, well, we, well. We could have been here for some time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not wrong. Uh, right. and
1: then it's the,
0: down to the final one. See, I've got can I Hmm? Go okay, on. I'm going to say the one that I'm definitely going to go with that I was struggling for the surname of Nathan Hines
2: oh that's superb that's superb
1: now I've not got him on my list as a double was he, probably, he du- maybe he's not then was he just 2009 because he played till he was so old I
2: thought
0: maybe he might have snuck on a second
2: so I've just... got five answers and I'm, I'm going
0: to I've got three answers from which I'm picking two um, okay so yeah, was, I, I'm um...
2: going to get I'm going to be the obvious one so we can both get one at the same time Phillips Tim, have you
1: got Mike
0: Phillips? I don't have Mike Phillips.
1: That is, this one, point, good. That is one point for JB. Oh, no. Go on, JB. Anyone else? I'm Next have, one, is
0: Dwayne Peel? Well, yeah, see, I've got Dwayne Peel written down. I also have Richie Gray written down. But because you're one point ahead, I'm not going to say Dwayne Peel. I think you're right. And that's what I was going to go. I'm going to go Richie Gray.
1: So Dwayne Peel was... Only 2005. Oh. Uh, okay. What Rich- about... No, you've already said two. Well, I've okay, said sorry, two. go on, go on, go on. Your go. Rich- Richie Gray uh, was only 2013.
2: So that means it's Quato and Robinson.
1: Tim, have you got either Quaito or Robinson? I've got Jason Robinson. Jason Robinson is Correct. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Took- yeah. Oh, you didn't get JB to give an answer he said Quato or Robinson
1: and Robinson <laughs> <laughs> to- is, that I- your, is that your five
2: JB five I thought it was four yeah it's, yeah it's only four but you said you had five yeah I had Richard Gray but I knew he was the last lion rather than the, <laughs> you know, the double I was going okay. to Quato, uh, Quato mine four Quato Phillips Robinson and Peel. Robinson's the easiest one
1: you definitely would have said Robinson, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> did Cueto go on two? Because if, if no, uh,
1: no, Cueto no. did not oh. go on two.
0: So does that mean? So have you got one Who more, Tim? Him? I have only written four down. So, okay, yeah. I've got
2: two. How many have you got, Tim? One. Tim Tim I got, got one.
0: I got Dwayne Peel and Jason Robinson. No,
1: no, I got Jason Robinson. That was it. Just Jason Robinson. Yeah. So
2: I win. Oh. So J. Clear, I've won.
1: Well JB done. wins. The yes. Other t- the other two. Okay,
0: the other two. The other two. What is
1: John? John? Any clues? No, uh, absolutely not.
0: Just, well, tell us which t- which um, tours they went on. Oh, Jason White.
1: Uh, no. no, 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 So One of them went on two thousand and five and two thousand nine. Andy Titterall. Uh, he only went two thousand five. Oh.
0: Uh, two thousand five, oh. two thousand nine. Um, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um.
2: Oh, uh, but remember they've lots of average Welsh players.
1: Uh, both of these are English players. The two, oh, wow. the two yeah.
2: left. Charlie Hodgson. Nope. Nope, only New Zealand. I cannot think, the life of me, who this has been. Oh, oh, no! I was going to say something like. No, that's crazy. That. <laughs> uh, are they
0: are they are they best known for playing for sale or did they yes? Just...
1: Okay. They, they, they're at sale for the majority of their career. This person was. He, it's not like a
2: Jim Mallander or someone, is it?
1: No, he, he's a, forty caps for England. Um, two tours for Lions. Played for Sale in their um, Premiership-winning team.
2: This is embarrassing. This is absolutely humiliating. I have no idea who... Steve Hanley? No, he only had one cap for bloody England. Never
1: <laughs> he didn't do two lines at all. 40 cap for England. Uh, he finished his career in the south of France. Oh! Sp- specific.
0: Oh, no, no, no not, no, not Chris Ashton. No. No. Finished,
1: um... finished his career in 2014 after two two seasons in the south of France. Adrian Lewis Roberts <laughs> no, but you're very close a prop. A prop yes <gasps> Sheridan Sheridan oh my goodness so that's one of them and the other one is uh still playing today uh is in the current sales he's, he's currently in sales squad he's a current sale player contracted to sale. And he has two lion's stars under his belt.
2: Only two I. Manu.
0: Oh, for goodness' sake!
1: <laughs> wow. Ah, Awful Well stuff done, Phil. Good stuff. Well, you, you stuff. scored. It was kind of a deliberately hard quiz, and you no, scored. it's excellent. Pr- pretty well, four and five.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy. It was fun. More, more. Most importantly, Are your. was well, uh, a
2: geography question, to be honest. So. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> are your family uh, game playing Chris, uh, Christmas game-playing
2: families? We're, well, okay, so story about this. My youngest brother is engaged to a, to a girl who is a only child. And uh, she thinks, because we are a big family, that all that big families do is play board games. So since she has been included into our family... Almost as a joke, we do nothing but play board games now because it just quenches her, quenches her need for a board game. A board game playing family. So we've done quite a lot of Monopoly deal this Ooh, Christmas. Good game, great isn't it a game, game, isn't it? Great game. Which, by the nope. way, isn't a board game, but just saying. Yeah, I, cl- close enough.
0: I'm, I'm massive on the on the games at Christmas. Absolutely, like even I actually had to. No, in fact, I didn't have to drag them this year. But usually, I have to drag people out of that sort of uh, late afternoon, early evening slumber and uh, come on, let's go, let's go. No risk. Get new market. no, not a big game like that, it's like card games.
2: Ah. Um, uh-huh. So yeah. I'll take it right, so my next door neighbour, who recently moved away, uh, they invited us all round for, uh, go um, around for drinks before they left. Well, what, a shame you to, some... what a
0: shame you had to re- refuse um, because you were compliant to the rules. Well,
2: I, well, I'm not going to tell you what time of year, year this was but the <laughs> lockdown restrictions were slightly less onerous than they are now and we did it in the garden obviously so distance so we all went around to another neighbour's house and bear in mind I've lived next door to these people for three years and they're absolutely lovely and they feed our cats when we're away and vice versa and we've got spare keys um, they informed me of something which I didn't know which is they collect board games and at last count they've got 260 board games uh, <laughs> in their spare room wow do they, get, do they get them out and give them an airing? On I've got no idea. I've got no idea. I mean, I did inquire. I think it was him rather than her that collected the board game. So I was like, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling board games going to make a bit of a comeback as people crave more human interaction. I do love a board game.
1: Mm. I've, I've not played anything this year because it's just been the, th- the three of us, but I do love a board game. Mm. 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 Indeed. Hmm. I did uh, dust off the old Nintendo to play a bit of Super Mario Galaxy. Nerd!
2: (laughs) Did
0: you win the Rainbow Cup? What what Uh, what, what Nintendo? uh,
1: It's it's actually a Wii U I've got, but um, it has uh, a well. Basically, I transferred my Wii to it because I had an original Wii which I bought uh, back in 2007. So I was able to play Super Mario Galaxy Two, which is what I've been playing at the moment. Wonderful, wonderful game.
0: Well, my, I am such,
1: such a nerd.
0: My, my <laughs> 12-year-old son, Louie, has a uh, VR headset. Uh, so, yeah, oh. it's, it's, like the, it's very cool, but it's the opposite of uh, a board game. Have you, <laughs> have, have you tried it yet? Yeah, I've, I just feel motion sick. I can't get on with it.
1: So, <laughs> mate, it, it is amazing. It's genuinely amazing. Have you ever seen the uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan VR fail? No. it is one of the best it's, it's only like a, a 20 second long clip but he puts on vr goggles obviously he's got two things in his hand and it, it's a snooker table so he goes he's, he stood up and he goes to play a snooker shot and obviously puts his weight down on the table and there's no table
2: there so he just falls ah, oh, it is a, it is brilliant it's such a good clip have you seen the one where they have to play football wearing v r goggles but the view is only from the top <laughs> I've not seen that that is that would be disorientating yeah so the, yeah it's one of the it's a it's a great clip. It makes me howl
0: with laughter. <laughs> anyway, should do we that. do next week's games? Yeah, you segued so no, you segued so beautifully, Phil, from finishing on a Sail sharks-related question. It would have been uh, I, I shouldn't I took us off on a tangent. It would have been perfect to go into <laughs> Sail sharks. Where I mean, do you say there's there's an issue uh, with with sale post Steve Diamond, or yes. do you do you credit wasps? What, what, where do you draw that line?
2: I don't know. The answer is, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, let's talk about wasps for a second. Now, one of two things is happening here. or well, maybe one of three things. Um, one, extreme extreme witchcraft. Two, they've sacrificed, they've sacrificed uh, every squad member's first Or three, they must just be the most unbelievably talented group of scouts and coaches ever to grace the premiership. Because what they're doing, I think, is outstanding. Um Now, it has to be that, because I know you think that they're full of talent, Tim. I can't get on board with this. Um, you know, let's go Will Porter, Charlie Atkinson, Michael uh, Le, Le Bourgeois, Paolo Adogway, all good professionals. They shouldn't be beating Sale, unless, of course, they're far better than I believe that they are, which is absolutely a possibility, and they're far better coached. Um, I mean, a dog who is simply there because, well, Sale didn't really have much of a need for him at the time, and that's not been um, hypocritical of the guy. I've said how much I like him as a person and a player, but sometimes, you know, teams get too crowded, and that's what and that's what happened happened with Sale. And yet, here they are, twenty six points to to twenty three. Uh, Sepawanga, absolute disaster area for, for for the most part, and they're still winning. Um, what they are doing is incredible. And that leads on from last year's final. So, you know, you've got to credit the coaches. The coaches, the scouting, everything.
0: Interesting point you make. So, Scrum Half Today Academy, 10 Academy teenager, uh, left wing, picked him up from the championship. Inside centre, picked him up from the championship. Outside centre, playing out of position, picked him up from another club which didn't want him. Right winger, they picked him up from another club who would have kept him... Albeit, but relegated. It, but they got relegated. Fifteen, big name talent. Uh hasn't full back. <laughs> uh playing <laughs> yes. out of position. Hasn't hasn't really uh,
2: done big, what we big, thought he big would. Big name do. talent, not as good as Charlie Atkinson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then um Yeah, you look you look through their pack and young uh, same thing, isn't it? Champion championship pickup, uh, championship pickup.
2: Yeah. Big name, not very good. Academy player. Pick up, not yeah. wanted by Sale. They, they've name. money balled the crap out of it, haven't they? I mean, I don't know how they've done it. I, I just don't know. Um, and I thought Sale had had their number watching this. I thought Sale are oh, big, physical. They dealt with Bar, Bar- Bar- Barbary really well. Barbary had nothing like the game that he's used to having. And they still won.
0: I hope he's not too badly injured as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it didn't look good, did it? It didn't look comfortable coming off. Yeah. Did you say he felt
1: a pop or something in his ankle? Oh, no, I hope mm. not. I hope not. Which is not good. Yeah. But he yeah. did, he, he, I mean, he was running into three South Africans pretty much every time he carried the ball. Uh, yeah. The one brilliant bit was his steal and then offload for the Tom Cruise try, which was really special. <laughs> um, but the, the best try of the game was the uh, Marlon Yard try. Yeah, it was which class. Was, which was absolutely class. It, it was like every pass was right on the edge of... uh, Just in, right on the edge of um, the attacker being tackled by the defender. It sucked everyone in and gave uh, Yard the running. Which he, he still had quite a lot of work to do because uh, a dog who was chasing him down.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not really much to say it's about this game. Say so were just outplayed. They're outplayed, outf- outfought... And this is the problem. When you fundamentally rely on one, one, one strategy, which is out-muscling people, you can't, you know, you, things can go wrong. If you want, if, you're, if if plan A doesn't work, you better have a plan B. It's not clear to me, say, I'll do have a plan B. Mm. And buying a massive South African another oh. one to win your lineup ball, does that count as another plan? Or does that count as just more of <laughs> the same? Well, w- weirdly, <laughs>
0: do you remember how you used to? And I know you, were, you used to say it in a jokey way. However, there was more than a grain of truth in the line, best team with ball in hand in the league. They they used to find that outside edge a lot. And they did, didn't they?
2: And I've said this as well about them. I mean, have they have they discovered the easy thing to do? The easy thing to do is basically just to smash it up. It's kind of like cheating in, a, in an exam. It's very easy to look to one side and cheat. Uh, but then if you can't all of a sudden see what you're meant to be cheating uh, che- uh, uh, with, well, then it all falls to pieces. And that's what they're doing. They, 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 they know they've got big physical men who can run over people, but occasionally that isn't going to be enough to win you win you at a game of rugby. Yeah, they're three points off, but this is a top four team in terms of talent. And yeah, you, know, you mm-hmm. think about how they were playing with people like Tom Brady, Will Addison, um, uh, Mike Haley, all those boys a few years ago when they were young and up-and-coming players, uh, Eating. Saracens uh, at home, drawing with, ty- uh, with Tigers at home, when they have no right to do so. And that was all done off the back of Paul, Deacon, um, Paul, Paul, Paul Deacon's invention. Well, with Paul, be- Paul Deacon being back in charge, i probably if they've got to go back a step to go forward too. And I hope that is the case, because if Deacon can get them playing anything like what they were playing like four years ago, but with the talent they've currently got, we're in for one, one hell of a ride. But that's a big if.
0: I blame Sam James's
1: hair.
2: (laughs) It's a curious choice.
1: It's remarkable. Now, it feels almost like a midlife crisis. Now, I know he's not in the middle of his life, but he is in the middle of his rugby career. He's what, 27, 28? He's like at that age where he should know better. He's at a rugby age where he should know better than that. So it kind of feels like a midlife, mid rugby life crisis.
2: I can, yes, it's. It's a quite fascinating, for help. isn't it, from a guy from Wilmslow. The king of Wilmslow, no less. King of Wilmslow, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do, here's a thought. Just, just ruminating now on sale. Um, obviously, Steve Diamond is a big character. Surprise! Oh, so, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's like that's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> um, that's a hot take. Yeah. So. <laughs> With Deacon coming through, I have no doubts Deacon is a phenomenally knowledgeable coach. You, you, you might not have heard of, heard of him if, you, if you're not particularly um, tuned into what Sel Sharks do, but he is phenomenally knowledgeable. Where I see a potential problem is if you've got a bunch of world, uh, world superstars, and literally you do, in the case of Faf, you know, one of the, you know, the best in the world, He's, he, he literally was on the shortlist for player of the year, um, if those guys don't buy into what you're teaching them, you're going to really, really cut. Uh, it, it it could come, come apart horribly at sale. And I wonder if there's just one loose thread that needs to be pulled and the whole thing unravels. And it could be, this is how Deacon wants to play. This is how they want to play. Who are they going to listen to? Mm. Particularly as they're a very, very close group Um and also, they're all from the same place. And presumably, such a heavy South African Im- influencer they want to play a South African-style game, mm. which is fine. I mean, you know, that's, that's what you're signed up for. But don't be surprised if that's exactly what you get.
1: Now, have either of you heard any rumours about, um, or any more rumours about who might be lined up to take over? No,
2: it's all, I haven't. It's all gone quiet. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Sanderson is expected to stay at Saris. Mm. which now means that Deacon is my favourite to take to the take job. the role
1: yeah mm. and, and
2: I say favourite my personal favourite I'm not saying um, I'm not saying he is actually the He's... bookies favourite
1: yeah um, and then the flip side of that question have either of you heard anything more on, on Dimes and his sudden departure
2: nothing not a word no
0: just, I might... to just, just get. I want to get
2: him on telly yeah yes. get, get, get him on telly get him, get him telly. two things I'd like to see a diamond do now, I'm not sure which one would be more explosive. <laughs> On the telly, or coaching Harlequins. <laughs> All those two things. Oh,
0: do, you know what? Do, you, do you know what I'd like? I'd like him to be, be you know, uh, I mean, there's probably an argument for the whole thing to be kind of blown up and reformed, but while it's not done so, and you can just get anyone else you, you want into the House of Lords, Lord Diamond. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lord Diamond. <laughs> Lord Diamond of Cape Town.
0: I'd love to hear him. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. In the, um, what's it called? The what chamber? The the revising chamber. Just, right. What, what do you want to do?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he would know, though. He would know. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. The difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I think. Go yeah, the the rugby tonight show. Uh, not rugby tonight. The, the sort of the podcasting that they do.
0: Yeah. After the final game, the uh, Gallagher Premiership tonight.
2: There is some mixture of personalities, aren't there? Maybe it's him. Maybe, I say him, Diamond, and uh, ch- 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 somebody like Pockers, and there must be there must be some formula there to get them like Gary Neville and uh, and, and Carrier, that kind of like at each other's throat tank type, type thing. But maybe an, with a little bit more of a sinister undertone. <laughs> that would be good. A little, no, little bit more be great. A little be bit great more danger. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 just a hint of danger, not 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 too much danger. It's not going to be cordial like uh, like everyone else would be uh, a, a BT. There's going to be a bit of edge to it. Yeah, yeah. no, to, to
0: the point where just to add to the edge, even though nothing will actually happen. Do you remember on um like all these chat shows back in the day when Jerry Springer or whatever they used to have a massive bouncer just <laughs> stood there, just get like a <laughs> seven foot um hundred and fifty kilo bouncer just stood there all in black, just with his arms crossed in front of him just as if <laughs> to, to add to the menace that something could kick off.
2: I can't, I can't believe I'm about to say this, right? Because obviously the world has moved on since Jerry Springer uh, graced, our, graced our airwaves or, shall I shall say, our satellite signals. Do you ever remember the one where he got the neo-Nazis on? Have you ever seen that one?
0: No, I don't think so.
2: So from memory, because Jerry Springer is Jewish, from memory, <laughs> they got the scrawniest neo-Nazis on. Like, like really, really ma- like malnourished. And then to debate them, if that's the right word, they got on the most enormous Jewish men. I seem to remember them all being like the WWE wrestler Goldberg. So it's like, <laughs> let's bring on some Jewish people. <laughs> Came all these guys looking like they're straight from Mossad. Oh, this is, this is a fair fight. <laughs> How times have changed. Imagine trying to pull that off now.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to say... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one for. Uh, I, I kind of want to let anything go, but I'm, I'm quite glad that we're in a world where uh, Jerry
2: Springer's is not on TV.
0: Jerry Springer's is not yeah. on TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I but get get Dimes back on TV.
2: My, maybe that's it, isn't it? The, a new day, a new daytime talk host, Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> dimes doesn't, and he has twelve guests. <laughs> well dimes
1: is still um according to Companies house an active director in in uh manchester sale rugby club sale sharks oh, oh, well, so who knows yeah.
2: how long does it take to update that thing though
1: uh i don't know because i've never had this much keen interest i i presume there'll be uh less filing going on over christmas but he, he resigned a couple of weeks or um, stepped down a couple of weeks before that. So
2: Well, those because I have no idea what he is up to, but I can't wait for him to get back into some role somewhere. I'm looking forward to it. Agreed. Yes, uh, as, as
0: for games next weekend, um, health dependent, the, the six fixtures in the Premiership we are looking forward to seeing over the New Year period.
1: What have we got? We have got... Worcester, uh, fr- isn't it? Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Two games. Worcester versus Harlequins. And this is a game that Worcester must win. Yeah, you're right. Have to. And then uh, also Bristol Falcons. So how do you see those two going? Let's start with Worcester-Quins.
2: Worcester, Worcester, I think, can win. Will they win? Yes, I think they will at home. Yes, Worcester to win.
0: They definitely can. They have to. I'm going to double down on Quinns and and go for Quins again. And I don't... I
2: think Newcastle are going to get a rude awakening to uh premiership life against Bristol. A rude awakening.
0: Well, what does Phil think about Friday night?
1: Uh, Worcester. The first one. I I like Worcester. They've got they've got so much talent and they they seem to be coached in the right way but they just can't the results just or oh, their long term their 80 minute performances don't reflect that. And Quins, I have no idea. I they, they do some amazing things. They've got some serious talent, and then they just switch off. Um, I think this I think this game will be dynamite. I, think it'll I be agree. Both, both teams are trying to throw the ball around uh, with the talent to do so. Give me Worcester at home. I, I'm, right. I'm annoyed I got burnt by by predicting Quinns last week when I clearly should have predicted Bristol. So, give me Worcester
0: but you're not going to make the same mistake again with Bristol this week, are you? You're going to back them at home.
1: Hmm. Newcastle. Going yeah, Newcastle? Give, yeah. Yeah, uh, give, me, give me Bristol. Okay. Absolutely yeah, yeah, Bristol. To you, Bristol.
0: Uh, well, you know, Newcastle, they've got to prove they're human at this point. And now, uh, one thing I'm starting to hear is that Johan Lloyd could be a 10 for Bristol. Mm. they might Makes be looking sense. at him as a 10 option with I suppose Luke Morahan I think is available now or will be for this game and Sir Charles
2: isn't far from being back with old wood, are they not just doing the old Sean Wright Phillips getting him on the field
0: yeah I think he's, he's class isn't he so yeah uh, so we're going Bristol and Worcester between the two of us uh, between the three of us and um, as for the Saturday games we've got two more Wasps against Exeter
2: more Rude Awakenings I think yeah they, yeah. have, they have to sacrifice a lot more than their firstborn to, to be and that, actually I say that they did nearly beat them in a the final it's going to be much, m- m- much closer than I'm saying extra win but by only by a score
1: yeah extra to win extra to get a bonus point win again but Wasps probably get um, at least one point
2: out of the game with yeah. some kid we've never heard of from the academy <clears throat> playing 10 and another yes. kid we've never heard of playing, playing 9
0: and Gloucester v. Sale is a really fascinating little match up
1: at King's Home
2: mm. I hate to say this Uh, Gloucester give me Gloucester at home
1: yeah I mean so this is on Saturday the 2nd of January 2021 so technically that is next year oh yeah ominous for sale next year Um, could be Gloucester's year
2: it is Gloucester's year isn't it yeah in my mind like until sale show me they've got more than one plan any premiership team can deal with one plan so give me Gloucester
1: yeah I I think I'm going to go Gloucester at home I, I actually think, although I've I've seen a lot out of Gloucester, I'm not sure they've got the pack right now to deal with that Sale pack. So hmm. I think Sale. I think this is a, a result that Sale can grind
2: out. Mm. Uh, Irish Northampton. Yeah, I'm on, to, sun- Northampton, on to
0: Sunday, Irish Northampton. You're going who? Sorry, Northampton. Yeah,
2: I'm on the Northampton bandwagon now, big time, all the way to the playoffs.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, Irish have had a week off. Hmm. To get really stuck into the food and drink, <laughs> have an Irish Christmas. So
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to go Irish at home. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go Irish because I think Northampton have put so much focus on that one, getting that one result because they had they had to win. Losing that was just totally unacceptable. That is all they've been focused on, and they'll almost they'll be celebrating that significantly, and I, I think they'll struggle to um, recreate that again. Um, so yeah, give me Irish at home.
0: And Northampton three games if you include the one just gone. Worcester at home, London Irish away, Leicester at home. The three teams near the bottom with them. So a huge few weeks for Northampton. Mm. So they'll want to back it up but um, there you go uh, and the final game Leicester v Bath
2: you know I don't think Leicester I mean it's COVID dependent let's see what yeah. team they can put out but just say two teams out tomorrow Bath are able to lose against anyone no matter how <laughs> well they play and I just feel Leicester I, I don't know why I feel they might have turned the corner and that sounds ridiculous after I absolutely hammered them all pre-season and all start season But they're going to have forward back. They're going to have either Wigglesworth or Young. So arguably, they've got two of the best nine. They've got probably the two
1: best best choices at nine.
2: Yeah, You know? Um, The back row can can carry hard. And then maybe they can put enough talent out there as a supporting cast to get them over the line. And they're only playing Bath. Bath. Yeah, Bath...
1: Oh, I don't know on this one. I think this will be a good game. This will be an interesting game to watch. Um, Bath have got so much talent, but then sort of Leicester for a long, long periods of time. Um, give me Bath.
0: Yeah, I want to guess... see the. I want to see the teams, but I'm going to cautiously say, cautiously say Bath. I want to mm. see the teams first. Hmm. Well, well, well. Well, listen, hey, just remember, thank you for listening. If you got to this point, then you, well, Herald. more for you. you Legend, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, just a reminder that this is, oh, yeah, no, this is the only rugby podcast that is there for you 52 weeks a year. Uh, whether, it, whether we're in hospital impale, after being impaled on trees. Christmas, Christ, Easter's. Christmas, Easter's. Bar, bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs, Eid, Diwali. Yeah. you name it there's, there's nothing that will ever stop us talking about rugby so um, if you appreciate that then hit subscribe if you haven't already and if you appreciate it tell a mate and uh, well we'll see you on the next one let the boys play let the boys play
2: it's the Kia summer sticker sales event
1: so give your friends something to look at like a and b with an ocean view an endless
2: field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter